This is the Friday, February 2, 2024 version of the market analysis segment from Market to Market. The grain bulls failed to see a weather shadow indicating little, if any, hot and dry news to drive a weather story. For the week, the nearby wheat contract lost a penny, while March corn shed four cents. As quickly as the soy meal market gave, it took back a rally in the soy complex. The March contract declined 21 cents, and March meal added 7.80 per ton. March cotton expanded by 2.65 per hundredweight. Over in the dairy parlor, March class three milk futures improved 86 cents. The livestock market was higher as April cattle added 207. March feeders strengthened 510 and the April lean hog contract gained 58 cents. In the currency markets, US dollar index increased 55 ticks. March crude oil lost 547 per barrel. Comex gold expanded 1810 per ounce and the Goldman Sachs commodity index weakened more than 8 points to settle at 549.30. Joining us now, regular market analyst, Chris Robinson. Hi, Chris. Good to be here. You know, you're going to have a hard time smiling with some of the things we're talking about <laughs> this week. But we'll yeah. start with a positive thing in wheat. That seemed to have some strength come Thursday, Friday. Is that the indication of good things to come for wheat? Wheat, uh, every time we've had a decent rally, has not been able to hold it. And um, we're also fighting some technical things there, too where we can't get above this trend line. There's a trend line that goes all the way back to, to uh, July. So if we can get through that, certainly the setup is there for a nice rally because the managed money, the big spec funds, they're bet short all the grains. They're bet long the uh, cattle market. But if they have a reason to cover those shorts, that would help. So hopefully wheat will lead the way. Uh, you know, we just have to get more than a two-day rally that can hold. We have no, had no follow-through. You were commenting during one of the earlier stories talking about the European farmer story, and you were mentioning that there is an issue. The French wheat producer is, is feeling the pinch because of Russia, Ukraine. Is that the story there? Well, one of the stories is, it, again, I read so much stuff, everybody in this business does, but that's one of the things that people are concerned about because a lot of grain is coming in, and uh, it's much lower price than the, uh, the European grain. So at the end of the day, that's pressuring farmers, and that's one reason the farmers are upset. And we're feeling it in the United States as well with that story. Yes. So at what point uh, is there like a percentage of that impacts us more than a winter kill or a, a demand story domestically? No, I think that, you know, we did have some China business, which was nice. Uh, it was nice to see them show up. And generally, though, if there is a rally in that French milling wheat, it'll be, we'll have a sympathetic rally. So it's, it's not directly correlated, but... Um, you know, we have to start somewhere. We're at three-year lows. Uh, that's the problem with corn and wheat. We're at three-year lows, and everybody for the last year has been like, okay, is the low end, is the low end, is the low end? And uh, it's just been very, very difficult. And um, so, yeah, I think if there is a rally, it could come from something in Europe. You said three, which is going to prompt this question about corn that uh, I, I don't think many want to hear, but let's start with it. Uh, Mike in Iowa wants to know, Chris, we are falling to that $3 corn really fast. <clears throat> is there any stopping it? Sure, there is. Uh, technically, there's, we've got some, and it's, we're talking about corn, you've got to talk about old crop or new crop. So old crop is March. That's what's out there. And that's under a lot of pressure. Um, this, this level, this, this 450 level, 440 level is very, very big. You go all the way back to 2013 to 2017, that was the top. 
Well, we remember that was considered a really good price, 430. So we're kind of dancing with that level now. I think if that was to fail, if the 430, 430 support fails, then you'll see kind of a natural as the market tries to find support. So I, I would anticipate that if, if that doesn't hold, we go to 420, 425. Um, you know, as far as making the big call, <clears throat> the same people that, you know, last summer when we were at $6, $6 corn said we were going to 8 uh, I'd be, I'm worried of that. Just because we're at 440 doesn't mean we're destined to go to 350. It's a possibility. It's always a possibility. But we're, we're, having, we're putting up a very good fight at this 440 level. The old crop story in the United States is the amount of grain still in bins in the United States. At what point do you spring that out? I don't see a, a fall in prices springing it out, or do we? I don't think so. I think if a farmer did not want to sell it $6 corn, if they don't have to, they will hold it. Uh, now, we'll see what happens if we drop another 20. Every 25, 30 cents, people take a second look and say, well, maybe we need to move this. But I don't believe that the current farmers that have held this corn are going to be quick to sell. They'll, and uh, that's going to be the, probably the number one question this year is at what point will, will or if, uh, you know, the, the farmers that are holding this grain throw the towel in and sell it. Uh, so I don't know. That's anybody's guess. I would say that, uh, you know, these big round numbers, 450, 425, if it starts getting closer down to $4, you may see some people have to do it. What does that mean? It means the banker uh, maybe say, you know what, we're not going to give you uh, an operating loan until you raise some cash. And the only way to raise cash, unfortunately, would be to sell. So, On the new crop side of things, though, I mean, we talked about how that had that 25 and 26 had been a, a number people had talked about uh, for what to sell. Let's talk December 24. Any promise of higher prices ahead there? No, we had our chance. We had a little October blip up there. Looked like that was going to be the start of something. Uh, we were about 525, 530, and we've just been grinding lower. Uh, 490 was a very, very big level for a long time. It was the May low. The summertime, maybe if you get that. Remember back in March when they had the banking crisis and, you know, we dropped sharply and people were saying, oh, here we go to 430 corn. We stopped at 490 and then we had that uh, uh, really excellent rally into June. So 490 was a huge level. I think $495, that is going to be, you know, the, 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 now that's going to be the new resistance to get above. And then, um, you know, as far as what's below, there's a lot of uh, put strikes at the 475. Every 25 cents, there's going to be a pause. It's just kind of the way the market is. But um, again, there's, you're going to see two markets. You've got the, the old crop corn and the new crop corn. Do not forget about uh, the risk you have uh, for new crop corn. 475 um, is kind of right where, where we're at right now. Um, I want to make sure that you know, you've got a plan. And this is going to be a year where you're going to have to know what your numbers are. You know, what level is it not worth it? And, uh, you know, hopefully we can, we can uh, f find a base here and we get some sort of rally. Generally, we have some sort of spring rally, you know, between now and uh, planning. Uh, so we'll see. The, the groundhog today said we're going to be early spring. Maybe we'll get an early uh, weather issue. I, I probably should have spent some more time on beans, given what's going on. But a lot of the same things apply there. We, we've <clears> seen <throat> a key point come and go. $12. We hit it for what? Four hours on Wednesday and it's gone. Is that thing coming back anytime? New crop or old, or old crop? Old yeah. crop. Yeah, old crop. You know, we had that nice little blip because I uh, remember last Thursday, China turned the printing presses on. They said they were going to rescue their, 
their um, um, real estate market. That was we had we had a 25, 30 cent a nice rally in, in soybeans. And again, what happened? There were no legs. So I think that in the, in the soybean market, which is still relatively in good shape, if you look at new crop soybeans, which is what I'm kind of looking ahead to, you know, we we're right there fighting at that $12 level. A month and a half ago, we were 13 bucks. People were like, okay, here we go. I would say this, and, and the last time I was on um, around Thanksgiving, I said, try and defend $12 beans, try and defend $5 corn. And I think that uh, that's the level I think a lot of people are going to be looking at. If we get corn back up north of 5 bucks, do something. If we get beans north of $12, try and do something. If you're in the cotton market right now, you're one of those only darlings of the funds. Yeah. How long does that party last? As long as they wanted to. It's a good thing. Uh, there's some good fundamentals driving cotton. We've had a really nice recovery. Uh, 90 cents is going to be a big target for next year's cotton. But uh, I think we're at three or four month highs in cotton right now. It's a, it's a great recovery rally, and it is. It's the one silver lining. And you know, I was talking to some guys in the Delta today that, you know, are they going to plant cotton or or beans. Most of them are probably going to end up planting beans just because of the, the economics. Because even today at, at $12 or, you know, eleven eighty beans, wherever we're at, that's still profitable for most guys. But cotton is a, is, a, is a great story if you're looking for a bull story. Livestock doesn't have a bad story or did it maybe have a reversal? Live cattle first, please, after the, the report. I believe it was uh, we have our smallest herd since like 1951. Yeah, that's the, that's the headline. Smallest herd since 1951. So what's beyond the headline then? Chris? Well, if you look deeper, uh, in fact, it was like the last line in that report. Actually, somebody sent it to me and pointed it out to me. Um, the, uh, the size of the, the, uh, the, the calves that are coming up in the next six to eight months, that's, that's pretty significantly lower than a lot of people thought, six, seven, eight percent lower, depending on whose numbers you're looking at. And boy, you can see it. I wanted to talk about that today. The deferred months for, for not only live cattle, but even feeder cattle, they're just gone vertical. So I'm talking about June, July, August. We kind of have two markets. So if you're a producer out there, um, we've had a tremendous recovery in the, the spot months after we had that debacle, the October to Dece, you know, that was just a horrendous sell-off. We've clawed back a huge percentage of that, 50 to 60% of that. But I think the big story is deferred. That's a great opportunity for producers. You know, uh, expensive prices out there. It's just like when we were at, you know, 650 corn. Maybe it doesn't last forever. It's a good opportunity for producers. And for the, the feeder cattle folk, uh, some of those same things are applying right now, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the feeder cattle, especially, this rally, post the report, was really fueled by more feeder cattle than live cattle. That's the, and then again, that has to do with the, the uh, economics of the size of the herd that's coming out there. That's, you know, it takes time to rebuild the herd. Now, here's the other problem with this. Usually when it hits the headlines, Sometimes the headlines put the highs in, right? You know, when we were back here in, in, uh, around Thanksgiving, we had the hot and dry in, in South America, Brazil. That was almost the top, of, and then we had the $2 break in soybeans. So take advantage of when these markets have these nice rallies. Take advantage of it. The hog producer, did they take advantage of that blip this week? <laughs> a great. You know, in December, we were from contract lows. Talk about a complete recovery. The funds have flipped and now got long. They're long. A lean hogs, they're long uh, li- uh, the, the fat cattle, and they're also long feeders. Um, a nice six-month high in uh, the, the lean hogs. And again, the deferred months, June, July, August, you're out close to a buck. You're at the top of those prices. You know, you don't have to do a lot 
to uh, protect that revenue. And I think that, you know, we've seen how prices can change so radically, so quickly. When you get these rallies, if you can't actually physically sell into them, then you need to put some sort of hedge on. Real quick, we just saw the chart that was down way up and way up. What's the next stroke of that pen? Are we recovering a little? For the hogs? For hogs. Hogs are at the tippy top, so okay. we'll see if there's any more follow-through. There hasn't been a whole lot of follow-through in a lot of the commodities when we've had these rallies, uh, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's a great, a great marketing opportunity. Don't miss it. I know one thing that happens. We're at the end of our time. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, sir. All right. Hold on right there because we are going to pause this analysis and continue our discussion about the markets in our Market Plus segment. You can find both analysis and plus on our website of markettomarket.org. We want to know, what is your favorite winter activity on the farm? Drop us an email with your answer to markettomarket at iowapbs.org. Next week, opening the door to talk about farm transitions. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great week.